Welcome to I Don't Know What I'm Doing, where we talk about our past, present, and hopefully future with each other and you, the listener. So as I said last week, um, we're, uh, we are having our first interview today with uh, Mr. Matt Campo, uh, the principal at uh, Mahoney County Career Technical Center. Um, thank you for being here with us, and I'm very sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, so, yeah, so our, East, our hosts today are Annabelle, of course. Hi. And Easton. What's up? Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. I'm here. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Thank you. So, Annabelle will ask the first question, so. Okay. Have you ever been on a podcast or show before? No, this is my very first time. I'm super excited, and I'm honored for you guys to invite me out. Yeah, we just appreciate you being here, even though this is just kind of an add-on. Um, so, do you want to ask the next question? Sure. What was your original? <clears throat> what was your original dream job as a kid? To be a professional baseball player. Loved baseball and football, played all kinds of sports growing up, and that's what I thought I was going to be. But then when I finally realized I had a plan for, you know, another option, I knew uh, I always liked history, social studies, um, so I was thinking about teaching at an early age. Yeah, so, Spencer, you wanted to be a professional football player? Yeah. Do you think you could... Well, yeah, come up. So, I don't know. What did, what did you think of that? Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> I think that it's cool because I'm trying to be like somebody else, and I just think it's cool. Okay. This is a really bad idea. But, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting on how you wanted to originally be a professional uh, sports player because a lot of kids in here actually wanted to go into sports and stuff like Braden and who is not here today again. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Add on. No, I mean, I think that's great. You got to follow your dreams. But if you look at statistics, it's pretty hard to make it all the way to become a professional athlete. It's really hard to even play in college for that matter at the next level. So I just think it's best to be prepared for another option, plan B, and you got to do something that you really love. So. All right, so next question. Um, what was your first job? Like, you know, how'd you get up to here? My very first job, I was a sophomore in high school, and I washed dishes at Haas's Steakhouse. Have you guys ever heard of Haas's? Okay, I grew up in Pittsburgh, PA, um, so it was uh, a restaurant that was about five minutes from my house. My parents said that if I wanted to ever get a car, my driver's license, I had to get a job and save some money and help out, so that's what I did. I really, I really, I mean, I did like it. I mean, it was, it wasn't a bad job at all, and the people I worked with were pretty friendly, so it was a pretty good experience. Yeah. Um. My parents said the same thing. If I wanted to get a car, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Kind of. Um. Come on. Gives you a sense of independence. Yeah, it makes me feel good, like yeah. having to work for money instead. What was your first car? My first car. It was a red 
1986 Ford Escort. And I thought I was so cool because it had a nice rubber spoiler in the back. Like I looked like a looked like a race car. It's a two-door. And probably your parents are old enough to to remember, but the radio was like a push button. You pushed in and the in the in the whatever the needle inside the radio slid. Um, played a little cassette tape, and uh, I thought I was really cool. Once again, it you know gave gave me a sense of independence, and you know my parents were never going to buy me anything like super duper nice, but uh, it was good for a first car. It, it got me from point A to point B, so I can't complain. Yeah, and that's, I mean, working for something makes it just even more special. Um, next one. Okay. <clears throat> Why did you choose to be a principal? Well, I didn't choose to be a principal early on. I went to school to become a teacher, social studies teacher, and that's what I did. I was a teacher for 20 years, and I was a high school coach. I coached um varsity football, varsity baseball, and then later on I switched into girls softball. I gave up baseball and started coaching uh, softball. Um, really enjoyed teaching, and it was probably after about 12 years I was approached uh, you know, by other administrators saying, hey, you might, you might make for a good administrator principal one day. Are you interested? And I wasn't ready to get out of the classroom yet because I really liked it, um, and I liked the ability to be able to coach too. Um, so I stayed in the classroom for about another eight years until year 20. And in the meantime, I was working on getting my, my master's degree and principal's license, so I did that. I got that, um, but it wasn't until six years ago that I made the switch into becoming a, a principal. And so I've been doing that now. This is year six. I've had a good experience with that. And um, I mean, there's definitely days that I miss teaching and being in the classroom and being around, you know, students. Um, but it's just, just a, it, you know, it's different. There's there's pros and cons to both. I bet his salary went up too from like. 10 cents to 20 cents it did but i i work i mean i being that i was teaching for 20 years i was pretty up on the pay scale you know what teachers are paid you know on on a schedule based on their experience and years and what the union negotiates for a contract so i was making really good money though as a teacher i really was um and you know you add the extra for the coaching couple sports um i probably made i mean honestly i probably made more per day as a teacher than I do as an administrator now because as an administrator even though I got a pretty significant increase on my overall salary um, I work a lot more days you know so when teachers are off in the summer my contract still requires me to work I mean I could take vacation days and things like that but I basically work year-round I don't have summers off so if you divide up my overall salary and you take away the fact I can't coach, so I'm not getting paid to coach anymore, even though I have I make more as an administrator per year with my salary, per day is not that much more. So and then you weigh, you know, different responsibilities and stuff. So it's it's more, but it's not crazy. Like you said, twenty percent from ten percent, it's definitely not doubled. I don't make double what I make as as I did as a teacher. So a little bit more, but it's a different different experience. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to ask the next question, Ethan? Right here. I I can see that. Okay, then say it. 
What are some things that you enjoy in your job as a principal? I, I always thought teaching was every day would be something different because, you know, students come in, there's different, you know, lessons going on, everyone's in different moods every day. I thought it was a pretty big variety as a teacher, but then when I switched over to become an administrator, it seems like that even, like, doubled. Like, it's really different. Like, some days I'll deal more with parents all day. Some days I'll, de I'll deal more with teachers. Some days I'll deal more with, with students. It, it really, it, you, you have no idea. I mean, outside of, like, my planned meetings that are scheduled throughout the day, I never know what each day is going to bring, and that's what's kind of cool. Some days are more stressful than others. Some days are easier than others. Um, but it's definitely a wide, wide, you know, variety. But, but it's really good because um, I'm involved in different things. You know, I have, you know, it's the, the freedom to be able to do different things um, during the day, whereas as a teacher, you know, you're kind of confined to your classroom. You have to stay in your classroom all day and teach all your classes, you know. So it, it, it's a little bit different, you know. And once again, like I said, even with the salary, you know, there's pros and cons. It's just, it's different. I'm, um, you know, enjoying it, but it's it's different than when I was as a teacher. But it's still in education, and I still, you know, get to deal with students like you guys and, and uh, hopefully make a difference. I mean, having a free schedule is something, like, I kind of want in a job because it's like you never know what you're going to do when you wake up in the morning and then the next day could be totally different, like you were saying. Do you want to say anything, Animal? Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. to say. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to do when you grow up? Uh, one second on that. I, I find, oh. I find okay. it very <laughs> ironic, wow. very ironic that we interview someone from a different school before we interview the teacher of the class who lets us do this. I find that very ironic. Okay, anyway, so Annabelle, you go first, because yours is like the most thought out. Oh, what I want to be? Yeah. Okay, so I want to be a lawyer, and um, like a lawyer that either deals with like divorce, or a lawyer that deals with like adoption, because there was one where like it was to help like kids get out of like situations with their parents, like if like their parents were abusive, but I don't think I could handle that. I think I would be too emotionally attached to have to deal with something that serious. So I've chose either to have like divorce or like adoption. Um, what about the doctor or did you already give up on that? Um, I realized everything that that GI doctor would have to do and no thank you. Yeah, um, Annabelle has a fear of old people. So. Thank you for letting everyone know of that. Thank you, I appreciate we are, that. We, everyone already knew. All right. But it, it's not something we have to bring up every day. But now this podcast is going to reach thousands. Yeah. So now more people are going to know. We already got people in, what, uh, Brussels, Belgium, mm -hmm. or something? Yeah. All right. uh, my plan was to go through the um, career center to get the degree in diesel mechanics and then see if I could go to a college or something to get uh, to go even further with that and then see if I could get in with, like, the railroad union or the military with it since the last time I checked, like, the railroad union was paying, like, $31 an hour. So, and the military, I think, was only paying around, like, 21 So, th that's where I was thinking. That's the only part that I really left undecided. Yeah. Um, I want to go into forensics because... I think it's cool. 
and I'm not really squeamish with all that gross stuff that Animal was talking about. So, and I was thinking about going to MCCTC, but I'm not entirely sure yet, because, yeah, okay. Um, moving on well, into... We have a public safety and fire class where you, where you learn about forensics and <clears throat> things like that, but I think we're segueing maybe into the Career Center questions, too, so maybe that's a good transition. Yeah. Um, we watched a documentary or questions about it and stuff. So that's what kind of got me interested. Um, so segueing into this, because I definitely thought this through, um, what are the some of the um, uh, academies at MCCTC? Academics. Uh, no. Well, I, I can, yeah. no, yeah, we have both. So all of the programs, we have about 21, 22 career tech programs, and they're and they're grouped into academies, um, which allows for some likeness in the programs and the teachers that are teaching academics. Um, but we have what's called the Arts Academy. So the Arts Academy has programs such as early childhood, the uh, culinary, so you know cooking and so forth. Um, also has um, cosmetology, which is a really big popular one in creative arts and design and then that's the arts academy then you have what's called the global academy and the global academy is what i call or describe as like a hodgepodge a little mix um thus i guess maybe why we chose global you know it's incorporating a lot uh, of variety so in global we have aviation um so those those students learn how to become aviation mechanics, you know, to work on airplanes, both military and commercial. Uh, we have building construction and design. So, you know, you're looking at building houses, being able to do home remodeling, things like that. Uh, public safety uh, and fire. That's the one I was just referencing. You know, you learn to become a police officer, possibly. You could be a dispatcher. So the ones that don't work out out on the streets necessarily as law enforcement, but they're the ones that when you call in, you know, to 911 and, and they have to get a police officer over to where, you know, it's needed or, or help for an EMT or paramedic, um, that would be you. You learn how to dispatch. And then obviously that's tied to our fire program where if you want to go into fire and learn to become a um you know, fireman, firewoman, uh, you would do that. And we also have an electricity program in that, an academy too. So those people that want to go and be an actual electrician or uh, even you go and you want to be an electrical engineer and go to college, you can be in there in that program. Um, or people that do like DirecTV, Cable, Armstrong, you know, uh, climb pools, you know, to do all that, that would be the program you'd want to pursue. Uh, so that's the global academy. Then we have the machine academy. And the machine academy is like the heavy-duty labs, like the ones that get really down and dirty. Like they're the welders, they're the truck and diesel mechanics, they're the collision body and repair. So you get into a car accident and you need to fix your car, paint it, that would be that program, collision um, and we also have an auto program, an auto tech program. So, you know, when your car breaks down or you're trying to do some preventive maintenance on it, that's the, that, you know, you'd learn a lot about that, taking care of cars, pickups. It's not necessarily a diesel program because that's a separate one, like I said. Um, and we also have advanced manufacturing, which is really cool, uh, like machining. Basically, anything that we buy as a consumer is probably some type of 
you know, machined product or CNC'd, you know, uh, products. So that's, that's a really cool program too. Um, so that would be the machine Academy. Then our last Academy is icons. Icons is more the medical side of things. Uh, we also started, uh, an animal science program. So if you want to take care of animals, go into like a pre-vet tech, um, or if you want to be a veterinarian down the road, you'd have to go and do further schooling. But if you wanted to be a vet tech, that would be a program you can go into. Engineering um, is another one in the Icons Academy. We have, if you're into computers and programming and like the designing apps and games, we have a software engineering program. Um, those of you that like to take apart computers and build it like from scratch or if you've ever been to Best Buy, you, you know, you've seen them. They have a repair shop called the Geek Squad um, that we have uh, cybersecurity. So anyone that's into like online, um, you know, like hacking and defending, you know, your, yourself from being, you know, hacked, your computer hacked, that would be a cool program to be into cybersecurity. Um, and then we have biotechnology so if you're into like the experiments and figuring out diseases and why things happen um, with the body, whether it's like Alzheimer's or different, like I said, diseases, even like COVID, you know, recently they did a lot of things with COVID trying to figure out why that, you know, did what it did and so forth. It's pretty cool. So if you're into sciences, biomed would be a good program to pursue. So um, that's just a small sample of, you know, like the, the, the real you know, popular programs that we have over at the Kerr Center. And that doesn't, I didn't even talk about STEM. So we have a STEM school. It's kind of like its own academy too, um, but that's more with the freshmen and sophomores. All the other career tech programs that I was just talking about are for juniors and seniors. So we have a lot going on, a lot going on. Okay, now you're, I'm pretty sure none of your students are here. So what is your biased opinion? What's your favorite academy there? I don't know. That's tough to say that you put me on the hot spot. Each one, I'm going to do the politically correct answer and say each one has its perks, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, like I went to college and I went to be a teacher, you know, to become a teacher. I'm, I was never a hands-on person, like mechanically. Um, I'm more that, like, I like coaching. I like motivating people. I like like that was my, I guess, niche, niche or strength, maybe, so to speak, growing up. I like dealing with people, adults, kids, things like that. I was never a mechanical person. Like I, I don't have a lot of patience to try to figure out like why my car isn't working or how to build a wall. Um, so I really like I really envy and respect those adults and students that can do that. Um, I would say probably, you know, I. I didn't even say this before when you asked me what I wanted to do when I was a kid growing up, but I really had a, like a passion and curiosity for like fire and police. So I thought if the college thing didn't work out and I didn't become a teacher, I'd maybe go into the military or go and pursue like to become a fireman or a policeman. So part of me, like just a few weeks ago, I dressed up as a fireman and I went over with the public safety students and fire students and I went into a burning building that we have on the school and I had an oxygen mask on with an oxygen tank and I took part in helping to put out a fire. So I was able to like do it with the students and the instructors and that was really, really cool. That was a good experience because I've never done that before. 
Um, but then again, I find myself like if somebody has a car up on a lift and they're figuring out why it's not running right, I find myself like I'll go and hang out with them for a while and see if I can pick up a few things or, you know, like the construction guys, like how to build a wall or fix a hole in the drywall the right way or why a light doesn't work, you know. So, I mean, there's it, it's such a tough question to answer. So I would say I'm more like I, I'm not really into the arts side of things or computers. I'm not interested really in computers. Anything that's like mechanical, construction, fire, I kind of hang out with the global and machine people, I think, the most. So that's a long answer. Sorry about that. I don't know how, how much time we have. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not politically correct, but I would say culinary students because I'm hungry all the time. Um, That's good. Yeah. And they make tremendous food. Chef Matt, um, and I didn't say that. I should have included the culinary program under the Arts Academy. I don't know if I said that, but they are without a doubt very, very talented. And we have we have a little restaurant over there, too, that is open to the public certain days of the week. So that's really cool. People, you know, from the outside, whether they're neighbors and they have no kids in the building or if they have students, like parents are allowed to come in, teachers are allowed to buy things there, students. Um, they're very, very, very talented. So that's another great program. Yeah. Um, so building on the STEM thing, what's the difference between STEM? STEM and MCCTC? Well, technically it's two separate schools, even though it's in the same building. Um, STEM is for freshmen and sophomores only. So anyone in the area, anyone in the county can attend STEM, um, but you have to unenroll from your current like home school and come out there and you can come for one year, you can come for two years. Uh, we've had a lot of success. STEM has grown tremendously in the last few years. Um, in the beginning, we only had about 150 STEM students. Now it's almost doubled that. We're close to 300. Um, and when STEM applications open, they always fill You know, within a few weeks. Um, it is full now for next year. Uh, it was full. It was full way back, I believe, like at the end of January. So it, it fills up fast. Um, it's a lot of hands-on learning. Obviously, the STEM subjects, you know, uh, you know, the engineering side of things is huge. Science, technology, all of that. Um, our teachers do an awesome job being creative and making you know learning fun. And then a lot of those students that are in STEM they just stay in our building and then they'll go to the career center side and go into the career tech program as a junior or senior. But a STEM student could, they could return back to their home school if they want to, you know, their junior year as well. So, but it's, it's been uh, a really, really successful program, but technically it's two separate schools, even though it's in the same location. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I actually find that kind of interesting because like you'll have, younger kids mixed in with older kids like a normal high school except it's like way cooler um so we're gonna start wrapping up do you guys want to ask the final two questions sure if you could go back into the past would you change the job you have now absolutely not absolutely not i mean unless you told me i could spend a day or a week as a professional baseball player with yesterday being opening day for the major leagues i would maybe do that because that's always been my dream like as a kid but as far as changing careers, no, no. I love it. It's been very successful, very rewarding. I love running into former students that I had in class. And now, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm getting old enough 
where I, I have had, I've run into my students who now have their own kids and they're like my kid's age, which is kind of scary. That means I've been doing it a long time. I guess 26 years would be considered somewhat long, but um, yeah, I'm not ready to be done or retire. I still love it. And uh, yeah, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to teach and be an administrator at you know, a variety of schools. You know, I've had a really uh, wide range of experiences and I've met a lot of good people along the way and um, I've been around great teachers, great other administrators, great students, great parents. So yeah, definitely um, been, been very, very blessed with my, my, I guess, chosen professional path. Yeah, all right, and our last one. Well, second to last, <clears throat> Um, when you were our age, what was your biggest fear of the future? Probably not knowing exactly what I was going to be doing and where I was going to end up. You know, like I said earlier, I'm from Pittsburgh and I went to college up in Cleveland at a university called John Carroll. Um, and I didn't know where I was going to go after, you know, and I think no matter what you do, whether it's college, you go get a job right out of high school or maybe you go to a culinary school or, or another type of, you know, post-secondary, post-high school learning, um, just not knowing like where you're going to be like. You know, if you're going to get married, you're going to live where you grew up, or you're going to move away, you're going to move far away, you're going to go to another country. I think that's always scary and, you know, not knowing. But I think if you work hard, you know, and you have a good work ethic, you treat people the right way and you're honest, um, you know, I think the majority of times you experience success and you have fun, you know, along the way. So I would say that's probably the, the biggest, like, I guess, fear was, you know, not where you know where I was going to end up you know and I'm happy where I ended up yeah it's that fear of the future that a lot of us are scared of we just don't know where we're going to go we don't know how our lives are going to end up we don't even know what tomorrow is like half the time we don't even know what for lunch what lunch is tomorrow is Saturday by the way for those of you who don't know oh um okay anyway that's why you gotta make that's why you gotta make the most of today yeah um Okay, I'm confused how you don't know this because we always film the podcast on a Friday. And Saturday always comes after Friday. Okay, moving on, moving on. I'm not going to get yelled at by well, him. You're going to ask me like, quite, like really hard questions like what my favorite movie is and what, like, what my favorite <laughs> what food is. Movie? Favorite movie? No doubt, 100%. Braveheart. Close. That is very close. That's in my top five. Close. That was a good one too, because that's what I grew up with, the original one. All right, but my favorite one is Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Remember, I'm a, I was a history teacher at heart, so anything related to history, movies like The Patriot with Mel Gibson, another good goodie. Braveheart, awesome. There, there's so many, but definitely Gladiator. And not too many people know this, but my wake-up alarm clock tone is one of the songs, one of the theme songs in Gladiator. So I wake up every day to that, the theme song for Gladiator. It's a lot better than that, uh, 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 you know, the annoying thing. Yeah, my wife hates it, but she's used to it because she's been married to me now for, I don't know, 21 years. So, But I usually change the ringtone on my phone to like the time period of the, the year. So holidays, I'll put a holiday ringtone. St. Patrick's Day will be an Irish, you know, crazy song. 
baseball season just started, so I changed it to like a baseball song. Sometimes it's 80s music. Okay, I'm rambling. You probably want to cut me off. All right, I have one last question. Um, what's your honest opinion of our teacher? Mr. Davis? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's easy. He, he's awesome. He's unbelievable. He's dedicated. Uh, he loves what he does. I see a lot of similarities between him and I, um, you know, as far as being passionate, dedicated, hardworking. Um, but I think he and I have different, like, skill sets. Like, he's no doubt a mechanical guy. He can figure things out. He's great with projects. He's great with, you know, doing all those kind of things. That's not me. That's definitely not me. But um, I think uh, he and I both have a lot of similarities. So, um, no, he's awesome. He's one of our best teachers. So you guys should be very, you know, feel lucky to have him. I know he might make you mad some days and he might yell. or But that's a teacher. I did the same thing. I do that as a principal too sometimes. But also, you know, I uh, have students down even when they make good decisions and all that. So, um, but back to your question. You guys should be lucky, feel lucky, because he's he's a good dude. Yeah, he's already made, like, a huge impact on all of our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so I think this is a good place to wrap up. Um, thank you for coming. Um, Mr. Matt, I'm not going to try to say your last name Campbell, again. Campbell, it's like the soup. Soup is good. I, you not guys Camp. ever Campbell soup in it's the Campbell. Well, there's Campbell. It's not Campbell, like the city. <laughs> Or Campbell. It's not Campbell. <laughs> it's not Camel. I, I don't have two humps like a camel. No, it's like Campbell. Campbell soup. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Am I going to be invited back? How did, how did I do this? My first podcast. I was nervous as heck. I barely slept. Um, we can't legally discuss that on the podcast. Okay. All right. I'll be waiting for my invitation. Maybe I'll come back before the end of the year. I Okay. Um... <laughs> So just thank you for being here. Um, uh, thank you for the guy in Brussels who always listens. So. Poor girl. I'm sorry. Okay. In, this, in this instance, guy was non, um, what's the word? Gender specific. Gender specific. Yeah. Thank you for the person who listens in Brussels, Belgium. Um, just thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, three, two, one. one. Bye. Bye.